Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. We're back. Oh, we're recording. Yeah, we're recording, guys. Ah. Okay. This is the greatest day of my life. Okay, so <laughs> listeners have no idea why we're so excited right now. Right. We are all back together in person, the anchor moms, in one room in the building, at work, socially distancing, six recording feet apart. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're not on Skype. Yay. Woo-hoo. It's been like six months, you guys. Has it Maybe. been longer than six months? I think Has it's it been, been longer. longer? Mm-hmm. And we, it's so funny looking back at that first episode we did. We're like, this is so crazy. I can't believe we have to do that this week. Yeah. And then we do it for another Surely it'll only be a couple, a couple weeks. Yeah, like, is it possible months. that we actually skyped longer than when we've than we've been in person recording this no. year? This year, yeah, definitely. At least oh, this year, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, the podcast year. has only been around for a year, so if we skyped <gasps> oh, six wow. months out of it, you guys, that means yeah, half of Anchor Moms was actually on Skype. Yeah, sorry, is that true? listeners. Yes, I just do do the math. Wow. <laughs> Either way, we are so happy to be back together. And this is the first time Karen has actually entered the building since long the time. beginning. Really? I had to fill in one time. But okay. other than that, yeah. It's okay. been a long time. So Katie and I weird. are back, but. It was weird. I, I know. Like, you can't. She came into the newsroom sort of like whispering like, hello. What's <laughs> happening? Is anyone here? I was like, hey, what's up? This is the way it always is. It's this a ghost town it. around here. What's going on? Put yeah. your mask on. Keep yep. it on. Sorry. It's so nice to see you guys, though, in person and do this in person. I forgot how much better it feels when you're not looking at a screen. I know. It is. So, like, <sighs> should we do this or what? Okay, let's do let's it. Let's get into okay. it. We got some articles. <laughs> from the news desk. Okay, our first article um, is actually from our station here, WLOS, in Asheville, North Carolina. But I think it resonates with any small, medium-sized town in America Organizers call off popular Asheville Halloween event, worried people may still show up. So even though they're canceling this event, they're still afraid people are going to show up. So this is a huge event in our city. It's Vermont Avenue. I mean, they they go to the city, they get permits, they shut down the streets, and thousands of people show up. It is so much fun. You guys know I have a deep love for Halloween, um, and they had to cancel it, and, which is no surprise. Of course, they have to cancel this event because you can't have thousands of people together in the streets. But what's interesting about this article is they're worried people are still going to show up. So they're thinking, should I even decorate this year? Should I put some yellow tape around my stairs so folks know not to come up to my house? You know, what should we do? And I think that's going to be the case across most towns in America, including my neighborhood. I don't know about you guys. Like you're worried that people are actually going to show up to trick or treat at your house. And what do you do if someone knocks on your door 
and you feel bad. What if there's little adorable little kids on your right. front lawn, but you don't feel comfortable? <laughs> you turn on the lights, close your curtains, and say, get off my damn yeah. lawn! Get off my lawn! Yeah. Um, and they list the CDC in this article. We, we listed um, some high-risk activities. Um, indoor costume parties, high risk, hay rides with people who are not in your household, going to a fall festival outside of your community, all high risk. Then they list some low risk activities. Okay. Decorating your home, they're saying is safe. Doing, Done. Doing a scavenger hunt outside, okay. a Halloween movie night with your family, a Halloween scavenger hunt for candy in your home. And I want to say, wah, wah, wah. Like, what? <laughs> I don't want to be doing that. I want to go and celebrate Halloween. I want to get the costumes for the kids. I want to wear our masks, I, you know, gloves, whatever it is that we can be socially distancing. You know, get on the other side of the sidewalk if someone's walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow go visit my neighbors in a safe way. Can't this be done? You know, I think if you are looking at the CDC guidelines, they are not, unfortunately, recommending it. I know one of the producers out in the newsroom said in her neighborhood they're planning like a parade, like kids get dressed up and they all walk down the street. So, and you know, you can stand outside in your house on your porch and oh, watch that's them go good by. Idea. I think that's a good idea. I am, um, you know, I'm thankful River is two this year and doesn't. She's not quite at that age yet where she doesn't. I mean, Halloween is nothing to her. She's right, not right. sad. You know, I'm going to force her to dress up in some costume and she's going to be annoyed about it. And then she's going to go And you take a picture and that's it. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm thankful that she doesn't realize that she's missing out. Um, but I, you know, it's like one of those years is the risk worth the reward. I think you really just have to decide that. But I think that being said, surely there are some, I would not go knock on someone's door to trick or treat. But I think, I mean, if you're already in a pod of people, like I would say our kids, have hung out a little bit. They maybe they're in like the pod, and it's okay to celebrate Halloween among them. I know Ingrid, you hang out with a set of your neighbors, um, right? So maybe right. they're in your in their your group. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I um well the parade idea we actually did last night oh. early every yeah. night. Oh, you actually oh, guys do it really uh-huh. night, every yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, okay. the whole month of October. Oh, in your you, house. No, in this in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, we are other we, people participating or just your no, children? no, just just our family. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, we got out the costumes because you know we have a huge bag of like hand me down Halloween mm-hmm, costumes. Mm-hmm. So I get them out the other day, and the kids just go crazy. They love them. And then last night they're like, "Can we wear our Halloween costumes around the neighborhood for our evening walk?" And I was like, "You know what? Why not? Because yeah. I don't want to tell them like we might not really get to trick or treat this year. Yeah. So yeah, put them on. So we might just do the parade." Every night, just our little family walking through the neighborhood. So, but it was hilarious because the neighbors were like, this is great. Like, who knows if they're going to really get to wear them? Yeah. Like, you know, happy Halloween did on they, October like, Did they throw, like, Starbucks at your kids or no? No. There's no, no candy throwing? Didn't get any candy. But um, but I do. I They're so excited about it. And every morning now, they're like, is it Halloween? Is today Halloween? Yeah. Is it Halloween yet? And I, I don't know what, I don't know what, I feel like I need to have something planned. Yeah. So I hate to say this, but let me be the Debbie Downer. I think one of the reasons why this is so disappointing is this is kind of the first major holiday of the pandemic, right? right. I mean, there was Easter, but there aren't, I, I hate to say this, I don't think there's as many traditions associated with Easter as there is with Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas. So like, I hate to say this, get ready because the holidays are not going to look like what they, what you're used to seeing them look like. Right. Well, we just reported, too, on our local news that they just canceled the 2020 holiday parade. Aww. And it makes me so sad. The three of us, we were in that parade last year. 
and we had like anchor an mom anchor, we had an anchor mom sign. It was pouring well, rain. Here, we didn't care. We had so much fun. Is so uh, WLOS has a float, and I feel like. Um, Every year, our news director puts out an email like, I need the on-air talent to participate in this parade. And everybody's like, ugh, I don't want to. I don't, I really don't want to. And Ingrid and I, especially Ingrid and I, were always like the first ones to sign up. We're like, we'll be there, we'll be there. Yeah. In, we're in for the parade. So it is sad. Yeah. We love that sort of thing. Yeah. The, the thing, though, too, that I think, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, I feel like, is family, right? And, like, that is going to be a hard decision. How are you going to see extended family? Extended family. Which yes, side yes, of the yes. family? Traveling, all that. But Halloween is just so different because it's the one thing where you go to strangers. Like, you're going right. up to strangers' homes and getting something that they have touched. Like, you know, yeah. that's why this is such a big thing because yeah. it's all the things that you're not supposed to be doing, right? Um, so I think that Halloween is just so different when it comes to the pandemic and how we're going to handle it. And it just makes me really sad if we can't do the trick-or-treating. I almost wonder if it's, yeah, like you said, like, do you do something with your friends? Do you do, like, a backyard? Well, you're not supposed to. I mean, you're not even supposed to do, like, a backyard party with friends and family. What about, like, apple picking and pumpkin picking and corn mazes, all of those things? Are you guys doing that? Is that safe? We haven't yet, but I'm hoping to. I mean, I feel like if we wear our masks, um, if we social distance, I feel like that is something that could be done somewhat safely. I mean, I hate to, again, I hate to say this, I don't know that anything is totally, it's not a guarantee. Right. Nothing is a guarantee right now. So we we tried to do the apple picking pumpkin patch this past weekend. Yeah. Oh, guys. We we drove up. There was a huge line of cars just to get in the parking lot. It was so packed. Oh. Couldn't find a parking place. I look up. We're, like, trying to to find a space to park. I look up and see the line of people waiting to get in, some of whom did not have masks on. And I was like, we're out. We can't do it. Good for you. So what did you guys do instead? We did. We went. There's there's several... um, you know, in our area. And we actually went to one that was very small, that was basically just like a little um, market situation where you could just go buy a bag of apples, go buy a pumpkin, yeah. there's no like going out in the right. field. But there were very few people there. So we just did that, had our masks on the whole yeah. time. They had a little train ride for the kids. So Okay, that's fine. That, that's that, was, that was it. That's but it was, it was one of those like, gosh, this is like a, a tradition in fall that it's I, we, I like immediately was like, nope, we, we can't do it. Yeah. There's too many people. It's too scary. Well, you know, Halloween's a couple weeks away. I'm sure this will be, continue to be a hot topic here on the podcast. We, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this won't be the first time we talk about it. Um, let us know. I mean, log on to social media and let us know if you guys are doing, I don't know, what your ideas are. Because right. I know some people, I've seen some people on Facebook coming up with some clever things. So, yeah. It's yeah. out there. The ideas are out there. Mm, I just feel bad. Trick-or-treating. Anchor Moms is brought to you by Wilderness at the Smokies, the Smokies' largest water park resort. Get out of the house and into the wilderness. Behind the scenes. I haven't done one of these in a while. (laughs) Well, because there hasn't been anything happening (laughs) behind the scenes. But now we're back. Um, So you guys are here every day. So Mm -hmm. talk about what it's like for you guys working in the building right now at this point in pandemic life. Uh, so we take a, I was actually, this is why I pulled out my phone because every, at midnight in everybody's inboxes, um, folks who work here at the station, you get a COVID-19 employee, employee assessment reminder. So it's a series of questions that you have to answer before you can come into the building. And then you get an email saying, okay, you're cleared to work today. And you know, the questions are just what, 
what you would imagine, things that your doctor's office is asking you, all the places that you have to, that you must go during the pandemic. So same questions like, have you had a fever? Have you been associated with anyone that has tested positive for COVID? Have you taken a COVID test? Pretty simple and straightforward questions. But then you have to, again, wait for an email in your inbox that says, okay, you're allowed to go to work today. And then, of course, mask wearing, um, mm-hmm. social distancing. I mean, I mean, everyone listening knows what you're doing in your workplace. It's probably pretty similar. We have some plexiglass up and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is there are s- such few people in this building. I mean, it is it's bare bones. We're, we have only enough people to run the TV station. That's it. Everyone else is at home. So producers are at home. The people who are writing the scripts for Katie to read aren't even in this building, which is crazy to think. Yeah. All the video that we're playing, we push the button, so to speak, in this building, but all the video was sent in from all of our reporters and photographers from the field. Um, so the, the only reason that we're actually here is because that's physically our job. Katie's the anchor and I'm a meteorologist, well, and a I weather we're anchor. Like, yeah, I think so. we're considered, I mean, essential to the, the running of the TV stick because we're very important, obviously. No, but I mean, I think that's the only reason. Right. Right. And, if you're and, an essential employee, you have to report to work. And right? obviously, I think it was kind of, it caused some confusion maybe for viewers in the beginning because we weren't wearing masks on TV. Right, right. Um, but you're also not going to wear a mask by yourself in a room. So when you're doing your Skype calls with your employers, you're not wearing a mask, right? So think of it like that. So we are social distancing in a huge studio, and there's only three people in there, and therefore we're not wearing masks. But the people running cameras, all of those folks are wearing masks. And you guys are sitting, like Katie, you and Jay, sit six feet apart on the we desk. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it was funny, right, when we started talking about maybe coming back into the building and podcasting here in person, and I, I felt like it was like I was um, not even, I had to like sneak in. It felt like such a big thing to be allowed for me to yeah. even come back in the building once a week to record this podcast. I had to sneak in through the garage. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Yeah, she had so to use a different like entrance. A back mm-hmm. entrance. Mm-hmm. And I came in here, and then I'm going to buzz right back out. I have my little potty in my car just in case I have to go to the bathroom because I don't know if I'm allowed to use the bathroom in here. So I'm, oh, I'm you're allowed to use the bathroom. I'm prepared. No, but um, I, I, you know, I, I get it. They're trying to be very careful with who comes in the building. And it was, it's just weird. Like, I'm an employee here and it still feels... Like yeah, I'm doing something yeah, I'm not supposed to, to do by being in here. Yeah, we had to go to like the higher ups to make sure Karen right. was able to be a part of this. Which, you know, and I think we all agree with this. I appreciate it. Oh in my fact, gosh, yeah. I knew that the station of management, I knew that they were doing a lot to protect us all from COVID, but it really wasn't until we started having discussions about recording this podcast that I realized how serious all of, like how serious it is to have people in the building and how serious management is taking Right, it's taking just another risk. I mean, we don't know where all these people right. have been. You can fill out the questionnaire, but really we don't know how responsible you're, you're being. Right. We know Karen is, has been very responsible. Well, and, I mean, but and it should be noted that just because you get COVID doesn't mean you're irresponsible. It's just a way of like right, protecting, right. having fewer people in the building means a fewer chances of... Something coming in. Right, exactly. And of course, like, you know, as you mentioned, if everybody on the morning show comes down with COVID, what would we, right. what would we do? You know, but I guess my point was like we don't know if you're wearing a mask when you're not at work, right? You know, like you can wear it here, but that doesn't mean anything for the rest right. of your life. Which brings up a whole bigger, bigger topic that I think a lot of people are dealing with right now. I know my husband's talked about this with his work. You know, where is the line? Like all of a sudden, that line between your personal life and your work life is kind of blurred because, like, your work can't right. tell you don't travel, right? Yeah. Don't go to a big party with people you don't know. So, but they kind of 
want to tell you that and yeah. don't want you doing that. So it's really interesting, I think, how this is kind of, you know, there was a long time when my husband couldn't take a vacation because they didn't feel yeah. like it was safe. I mean, but at the same time, it's like, well, can your work really tell you not to take a vacation? Like, that's not really so fair. I don't I know. It's hard. I saw on an industry Facebook group post yesterday. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the industry and you're listening to this, um, maybe this sounds familiar to you. There are some stations that are saying that if you're leaving town, leaving your market, that you need to tell your news director where you're going, you're how long you're, you're going to be there, who you're going to be with, and you have to commit to, like, not going out, not going to restaurants, not going to stores. That sort of thing. And of course, the question on the feed is, is is this legal? And a lot of people were weighing in saying like, hey, I get it. Other people were saying they can't tell you what to do in your off time. So it's just such a gray line. And COVID is so new, right? No Mm -hmm. one has ever dealt with a global pandemic like this in modern times. So it's like, what do you, what's okay and what's not okay? I, I will say when I went, I put in a vacation request for like a week off, my boss was like, so where, are, where you are you going? Which I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the beach. I'm like, oh, wait, he doesn't care where I'm going. Yeah. He right. wants to know if I'm going to, you know. Europe. Yeah, you're going, definitely <laughs> not allowed there. But, you know, am I going to Mexico? Or, yeah, I'm, like, so, yeah. I'm going to a beach house and I'm walking to the beach and right. going back to my house. Yeah. yeah, right. I don't know. It's a crazy one. And it's just going to be interesting to see how it unfolds down the road, especially with holidays, like traveling to see I family know. over Thanksgiving and well, Christmas. Like, what's that going to be like? Flying. And I've said this before, I am amazed at how well people at the station have adapted and how seamless things really are. I mean, mm-hmm. we put on the morning show every every morning. Yeah. The reporters, who I know it has to be difficult, like get their story. I sit in on the morning meeting every day, or I'm, I'm there when they're doing it, and I hear the you know the producers are on speakerphone. It's really complicated, and there's a lot of working parts. And somehow, some way, they bring us the news, like. And the viewers don't you really know? notice much of no, the difference. I, I don't think I get up so. every morning and watch the whole thing, and it looks great. Oh, please. You haven't Stop gotten it. up past. <laughs> Give me a no, break. But I do think it is going really well. I do think it's working somehow. Yeah. So, so good, good on that, right? Yeah. Okay. For us. In other news. Let's go to article number two. Um, this one comes from Scary Mommy, and it's the title is Individual Alone Time Takes Precedence Over Date Night Right Now. And this is a mom who says... Um, babysitters are hard right now. It's really not an option. And so she has decided that she and her husband are just going to start like basically taking alone time. Her husband, she said she's better at self-care than he is. And he's just like basically one day snapped and she was just like, you know what? You just need some alone time. Um, and she said that apparently like psychologists and experts are backing her up on this. Um, she said that the doctor that she talked to acknowledged that, that COVID is causing tons of additional stress on couples including financial, social, and being cooped up together, which can lead couples to a claustrophobic feeling within the relationship. She says stepping out for a solo activity can help keep that stress and restricted feeling from seeping into the relationship. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think as a mom, I mean, this has nothing to do with the pandemic. It's incredibly hard to get alone time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, it, well, it was already hard to get alone right. time. And now, in the middle of a pandemic, yeah, bringing a stranger into your house to babysit. No. I know. And then and then going out, where where are you going to go out? I guess to an outdoor restaurant, maybe. But, right. I mean, that's also very limited. Um, but I love this article because it's so true. Yeah, I mean, we've spent yeah. so much time with our spouses over the last six mm-hmm. months. We've talked about this a million times in the podcast, too. That's not how it's supposed to be. That can't that can't be a marriage. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I think the only opportunity right now in quarantine 
or during COVID um, is to do these things for yourself. And really, and we've also said this, just go for a walk or go for a drive by, by yourself. yourself. Yes. Are you kidding me? I'm just saying like that this does not amazing. happen. I mean, it sounds amazing, but it just doesn't happen in my life. Well, I think part of what they're saying here is you have to schedule it or else it's literally not going to happen. That's what she's saying. Yeah. And, and that's what you have to do. Put it on, like you're going to work at 3 a.m., like at 1 p.m., you're going on a run by yourself in the woods or so whatever. You know Do what you I mean? guys ever feel like whenever, like sometimes Brian will take River, like we're going out to play on the play set. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'll have like, you know, 45 minutes to myself. Mm-hmm. But instead of reading a book or doing something. You're doing laundry. I'm doing laundry. I'm doing dishes. Yeah. Oh, I'm cooking yeah. dinner. Yeah, yeah. I'm like cleaning up River's room. This- I'm organizing the books. Cause I'm like, this is my opportunity to like actually get something done. And like in the back of my head, I know I should turn on a TV show or mm-hmm. like I said, read a book, go for a walk. But I'm like, this is my only opportunity. I've like got to get this done. And the article addresses that. It says you should not feel guilty. You should about, about putting those things aside and doing what you need to do for your self-care, right? It talks about that. Like we know that you're going to feel like you've got to do X, Y, and Z, but don't resist the urge and just take a minute for yourself. I mean, easier said than done. I've never done it either, Katie. So <laughs> I, I'm the same way. It's like if, if everybody's occupied, I'm like, great. What can I get done in the next 30 minutes yeah. until somebody needs me? Yeah. And I, and I, I don't know – like and Brian has admitted this on the podcast, he doesn't feel guilty about taking no. alone time. Like right. he's more than happy to go mountain biking for a couple of hours. Um, it's so funny. Like when uh, sometimes like I'll be cooking dinner and I'll be like, okay, you guys need to like go away. Brian will sit down on the couch and like watch like a cartoon or something animated with River for thirty minutes, no. and just like they'll just sit on the couch and veg and snuggle and like play. And I think to myself, that just doesn't happen in my life. Like that yeah. just doesn't happen. Yeah, you know. Well, because he doesn't feel like he needs to do a million things. He just knows mm-hmm. that this is the right thing to do. It's just to hang also, out. Also, that be in annoys the me because it's like that's taking the like your kid has let's say an hour of TV time a day. So now he just gets that thirty minutes right. of TV time when you could have had that. Earlier right. in the day, that's what that's where my mind. Well, went. no, I mean that that too, <laughs> that too. Um, but he's just, you know, even when I put River to bed, um, like I'll cook dinner, get everything ready, like I'll tuck her in, and then I'll come out. And instead of if it were me, I would be doing the dishes and cleaning up and like getting ready. Brian's like sitting on his phone, watching Sports Center, which I appreciate. I'm glad that he's able to have that downtime. But it's just like the different thinking between the two of us, you know. Yeah. So on Monday, I had a day off, and it was just like a, like a comp day. So I, I didn't have any plans to, to really yeah. do anything. But I made it clear to everyone in my household, like, hey, like, I have a day off on Monday. Like, I'd like to, I don't know, do, like, something, maybe. And I think, you know, pre-pandemic, I would have scheduled, like, a massage right. or, like, sure. going to get my nails right. done or, like, gone shopping or something like that. You know, go to, gone to some boutiques or something like that. Well, I don't feel comfortable doing any of those things now. Right. So I was left with basically nothing to do yeah so what happened you cleaned your house I cleaned my house I took care of my kids I did all kinds of things I and then I had a little a little like mini blow up I was like I just want to go walk down the street and get a cup of coffee can I just do that for 10 minutes this is my day off and everyone's like oh oh." (laughs) yeah I guess so and I was like like snuck out and got myself a cup of coffee and that was all that I did and then the whole rest of the day was just like normal completely like normal Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I mean that's typical it's frustrating. Yeah. I do wish we had that little, like, I just want to, uh, like, once a week, switch that little thing in your brain that's, like, the guy part that lets you just... The guy part. That lets the you just... The dude part? Yeah. Like, I want the dude part of my brain, in my brain, for just, like, one hour a week so that I can fully relax without feeling guilty. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and I mean, just in this article, article that's it all sounds I want. like her. And then I'll give it back to him. Yeah, the husband is the one who has a heart, like, feels guilty and the mom doesn't. So maybe we're just overgeneralizing here, but I'm just telling you, Brian is a lot better at relaxing and me time yeah. than I am. And he's probably annoyed as he's listening to this right now, so sorry. Well, okay, let's move on. Uh, the last article of the day is keep every single parenting opinion to yourself. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was not in the article. So um, the, the, the article kind of starts out with the author talking about this tweet that was from uh, posted by a non-parent, uh, and essentially it said, I'm 100% sure I will never assent to a kid's menu or the concept of kid's food. Again, this is from a non-parent trying to give advice yeah, on what Twitter to all parents. What was I don't she know. thinking? What was she I thinking? Don't know. First of all, like, who doesn't love a good kid's meal? Like, come on. They're cheaper. They're easier. Oh, yeah. Like, they're bad what? for you. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, so the article kind of gets into it that way and then goes through all the different scenarios and all the different times when people, especially non-parents, are giving advice to parents and you're just kind of like, are you kidding me? Shut, shut your mouth. Like, you have no idea. You have no idea. And she talks about how you can't even buy, it's not like you just buy normal chicken nuggets for your kids. It has to be the dinosaur-shaped ones. That, <laughs> that line in that article is like, that's my kid. Like, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, not even kid's food is good enough. It has to be specifically, like, a dinosaur kid food. Right. And this is just one example, obviously, the kid's food thing. But just talking about how, in general, why do non-parents ever give advice this to This doesn't happen to me. Does this happen to you that non-parents give you guys advice? That's because all your friends are parents, maybe. I don't no. know. I'm just saying this doesn't happen to me. I'll tell you what does happen to me is parents of um, kids who are, are older, teenagers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandparents that may have raised kids already. Like, I think there there's some sort of, like, you get amnesia, like, after your kid is, like, five or six, and you just forget what it's like to have a newborn and an infant and a toddler. And then that's the thing that gets me is when people try to give you – advice and they're like well I don't what do you mean just just tell her to go back to sleep doesn't that work and you're like I don't understand if you've raised like six kids how you think that that's even a possibility but it must be the for amnesia a two -year -old. setting for a two-year-old yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it must be the amnesia setting and that you think I'm gonna just walk into River's room at midnight and be like I would just it's midnight girl go back, go to, back sleep. to sleep and she's gonna be like yeah. okay mom yeah that doesn't happen so that's that I've not, I don't maybe I don't know maybe people I know know not to give me advice if you're not a parent but that just hasn't well, happened probably your me. friends who don't have kids like have seen you struggle and yeah. like have like have admiration for you and they're like wow like I oh, can't is that believe what it is? I can't believe well that, I mean I feel like that's how a lot of my friends who don't have kids they're like wow like I don't know how you deal they're with like, all you're of that crazy. they're like good luck <laughs> yeah they're like, like I don't even know what I would do like good luck with that yeah. type situation right, right. yeah yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think to me, too, it's all about, like, the approach, right? Like, sometimes I feel like people want to give you advice, and, and, you know, maybe they do have good advice, you know? I'm one of those people who I'm like, please tell me everything I can do to make my life better and yeah. easier because I'm struggling here. Um, but, but you're asking for it, right? That's right, the difference. That's the difference. And yeah. also, you know, have you tried blah, blah, blah versus you should really do you you got to do blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like just that like approach for how how people give that advice I think is really big too. Like suggesting right. something that might work versus 
well, I did this with my kids and it definitely worked and you got to do it with your kids. Yeah. You know, type of I, I wonder if my sister is feeling this way because she, I feel like she's probably got like a lot of unsolicited um, newborn advice from me and I'll bet <laughs> she's like, shut up. I don't really care. I'm going to do like whatever I want. Well, it's also different and they list that in the article. It, like no one has parented if they have older kids during a pandemic. So, like, it's just everything is different. You know, like, your kid's behavior is going to be different now than your kid was when they were two because you weren't working from home, you weren't in quarantine, and you weren't scared about this virus. Like, everything is different. But also, you know, what works for one kid does not work for – I remember people were always like, sleep train, you got to sleep train, that's what you got to do. You got to read this book, you got to do this, you got to sleep train. And I was always like, oh, I don't know about sleep training. And ultimately, we tried it maybe a little bit, maybe it worked. But I just remember thinking, like, I just, that doesn't, I remember even asking the pediatrician, and she was like, you should, it's fine to do it, but it did not work for my kids. And I was like, yeah, like, it just, what what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. And so it's, like, wise to keep that in mind. I mean, that's with everything, though, right? Right. Baby products. Well, I distinctly remember we, so we, a lot of our friends had already had kids when we had kids. And I remember talking to one of them when I was pregnant in person, and and she said, um, Here's what I would do. She said, everybody's going to tell you, you have to use this kind of boppy, you know, this kind of this, this kind of bottle, this kind of da-da-da-da-da, like this is the best one. And everyone's going to tell you that. She said, listen to all of it and then forget it all and do whatever you think works best for you. Yeah. And she was like, I'm, and she was like very strong about it. And I remember at the time being like, wow, like this is a big deal for her, but I see it now. Like you really do have to, yes, take in that advice, listen to people, do some research, but then do what's best for your family. Yeah. And and who cares what worked for so-and-so? It's what works for you. And I just really remember thinking, like, wow, that's really powerful because, yeah, like, no matter what anyone else says, you have to get the products and do the things that work for your family. And your kid. Like, every kid can be different, too. Yes, exactly. Like, my kid has to use the same bottles because I'm not going to buy new ones, but that's about <laughs> it, right? Like, I might have to yeah. discipline them differently or something like that. But Right, yeah. Win of the week. Oh, okay. So I have a win. And actually, all Karen specifically has really um, helped out with this win. Um, your children, Ingrid, have enjoyed the win. Oh. Um, oh, my goodness. We have a play set in my backyard now. Oh. Um, but I want you to know, and River loves it, like loves it. Like yesterday, swung, swinged? What's the right? Sw- swung. Swang? Swung. Swung. Was in her swing. Swung. Swinging. Was swinging for 45 minutes yesterday Um, the one that she puts her feet through yeah just the the one that she puts her kid okay Okay. yes yes um like literally for 45 minutes yes literally for four she like got out of it was like (laughs) like like, drunk and dizzy like staggering across the legs yeah yeah Yeah. um but so the story behind the swing set our neighbors had it um they moved into the house and it was already there and they didn't want it they don't have kids um, and so they were like, do you want this swing set? And of course my husband was like, yes. And I was like, um. so it turns out this swing set was built by an architect built. Like it wasn't like one of those pre-assembled. It's not a normal one. Yes. Like this was like built right there. Brian started taking the swing set down in May. The wood was in our driveway in our yard for months. And I was like, get this out of here. Like, just take this to the dump. We're not going to do this. You're not going to do this. Brian, though handy, is not incredibly handy. Like, he's not a carpenter. Um, I was like, this is, like, not going to happen. So I um, went away for Labor Day to visit my family, and I came back, and he was, like, had spent the whole entire Labor Day weekend building this swing set. Oh, wow. And so now it's, like, a source of, like, he's, like, do you, like, 
look, I did it. And now I'm realizing that what I really need to do is basically just like say that, like make everything a challenge in our house. Like right. you won't fix that door stopper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like there's no way. Yeah. You yeah, can't yeah. do it. Yeah. But so anyway, it's a little, like, it's not the, like, it still doesn't have a roof. It has, it's like all discolored. It needs to be sanded, sanded and painted. But it's super exciting because playgrounds, while open here in North Carolina, are not somewhere that you really want to spend a lot of time right now. Sure. And River is super into it, and it's really been fun. And Greg Karen's husband came over like with a drill one day and helped. I don't know what were they doing. I don't know. I have a video of it, but I'll definitely post it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then you like the boys got together and the kids came over and played on the playset. So basically, this like not that nice swing set has been the joy of my life for like the last two or three weeks. You just offended your ex neighbors. No, they don't care. They were the same way. They wanted to donate it to a church. They wanted it out of their yard. They were like, like, please take this. We want this out of our yard. No, No, that's great. It it is. And the backyard playset, I mean, I, it was my saving grace for most of COVID. And now, so our playgrounds just reopened, what, a couple weeks ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because our kids were like, I I told them, which I shouldn't have done. And then there's this one that they've been wanting to go to. And at least two or three days, we drove by it. And I'm like, too many people, too many people. We'll try tomorrow. We'll try tomorrow. And like, you know, it's so hard on them because they get so excited about going to the playground. And then I'm like, nope, sorry. There's more than 15 people there and I don't see any masks. So maybe we'll try again tomorrow. And we finally did get to go. And there wasn't many people there. And and our kids had masks on. And a lot of the kids did have masks on. But, um, and it was like the greatest day of their life. Aw, that's, you know, that's like, sad even, when that's like the highlight playground. of the life. Right. So our, so kids were wearing masks. That's surprising. They were. Some were, some weren't. It's okay. kind of a mixed bag. But, um, you know, it was a bigger playground, so there was room for them to right. social distance. But anyway. Well, sounds like I need to have some more play dates over at Katie's. I know, right? Well, I mean, I'm just we'll letting send our kids over, over later. the janky play set because it's a good time, I mean, guys. the dads, they babysat. Yeah. At your house with all of our kids. Yeah. And all the kids survived. And they sent us some pictures and there's like kids sitting in the grass with like PBRs and Miller lights like <laughs> scattered, scattered around. Like, can you just move that beer can so I can have yeah, a decent right? picture of the kids? You do not know to move those when you take a picture of the right? children. Come right? Come on. Come on. No, but I mean like 45 minutes on the swing. Like I feel like this is like I could. No, that's huge. I that's could like huge. have a glass of wine and talk on the phone. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, right? As long as yes. I like continue the pushing that's motion. Your, that's your like downtime. Oh, is that is that that's, it? that's what counts. That's your self care because yeah. you don't have the ability welcome, to Katie. fold laundry when you're outside. So, like when you stand there and watch your child, that's all you get. Congratulations. Yeah. Now, what you need to do, which is what we did with our playset. Oh, you, like are you really like upping the ante right now? I no, barely no, no, got no, no, this no. thing built. Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying this is very easy. Uh, it's five dollars on Amazon. They make these little fold down cup holders that you can put on the side of your your what? playground. Yeah. So your so drink. You can put your drink there. Stand there, have your drink, and do the pushing all at one time. Okay, so I totally did tell Brian um, because we had like a beer out there on Sunday. Basically, all we did was play on our our play set and drink beer, (laughs) drink alcohol. Good life. Um, But I said that we needed like a bottle opener. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, could you like bolt Uh a like bottle opener so we can put the tops on our beers? Put the the cup holder in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, River has like a little playhouse. You could put a kegerator in there, and that way you got you have like ice cold beer on tap, guys. Your, your backyard is going to turn into, like, the party. Who, who needs the holiday parade? <laughs> yeah. Who needs trick-or-treating? We're going to house. Come on We're going order. to the party. party. <laughs> We're going to the playhouse. Double meaning there. Uh, okay, guys. Um, episode, first first episode in the books when woo-hoo. we're back at the station. Um, in the so same room. room, guys. If we were allowed to sing, I would sing that. Reunited and it feels so good. We're going to have to mute all that. Um, that just got deleted from the podcast. Yeah, deleted. No one knows what you're saying. Yeah. 
All right. Anyway. All right. Good to see you, Karen. Yeah. Great to be back. Until next week, ladies. All yeah, right. We'll do it again. Bye-bye. Leave us a review, please. Bye. It felt good. It took me like a minute cathartic. to like. It took me a minute to like settle in. Well, that's because know? Matt was recording us. I know that was. Yeah, I'm not, I can't say what I got to hit unrecord before okay. I say what I hit unrecord. You know the old unrecord button. <laughs> stop. The stop button. Why do you push unrecord over here? Ankle moms. The park. Thanks for listening.